is going on everybody welcome to inside the fight i'm your host the roach and we are coming off of a incredible episode last night from fight weekend friday triple g making a statement with his seventh round knockout and canelo saturday dominating Cullum smith to win the super middleweight championship of the world man just coming off a great episode last night. We got another one here for you tonight. We're going to really take the time out and talk about what is next for Canelo, honestly. Because this right here is something to, is something to think about. Because it could be a trilogy with Golovkin. A unification with Caleb Plant. A unification with Billy Joe Saunders. Unification with Demetrius Andrade. Same thing with Triple G. Could go to light heavyweight again and face Arturo Benabev or Dimitri Bivol. Or or Errol Spence could move to 160 and challenge Canelo for the middleweight championship. Like, so many fights, man. Hell, even, like, Crawford walks around, like, at least a buck 80. Crawford, Canelo. That would be an interesting fight to see, too. You know, everybody, it's like, Canelo right now. He's the guy. He's the guy in the division. Everybody wants to face. And honestly, man, he's the man right now. From 154 to 175 pounds. Guys. People who are fan of boxing, just listen right now. Canelo, this is his show right now. And his opponents... Honestly, special guest. Like, he showed the world Saturday Night that he never left. Same thing with Triple G. Triple G showed that he is still the middleweight boogeyman. But right now, right now, it's the Canelo show. And it's been a hell of a show so show so far since since for seven years now like seven years he hasn't lost since Mayweather seven years so just think about that that's big just to think of to think about all the fighters that I just named really Errol Spence comes to mind like what if Errol Spence moved to 160 I think it would be an all out fight like it, it would be a strong war 
They're both smart. They both know how to box. That would be an interesting fight to have. Canelo Spence for the middleweight championship. To see Errol Spence move two weight classes, a weight class up to get Canelo. Don't get me wrong, Spence walks around at like 170 pounds. So, this fight with Canelo, this would be a big money fight. I believe this would be a big money fight. And, I'm telling you, just to have that real realization, it could happen. Spence did say he wants to attempt three fights next year. Maybe one one of those fights is with Canelo. Or Keith Thurman. Or Manny Pacquiao. Time will tell. Honestly. Time will tell. I just got this just bad news. It looks like it won't happen with with Errol Spence and Crawford. Crawford doesn't want to pursue Errol Spence fight. He says the chapter has closed. What? Yo. They're gonna have to Honestly, they're gonna have to. If they want to unify, then it's gonna happen. He's IBF and WBC. He's the lineal champion. And then you have the WBO champion who needs, honestly, to unify to become undisputed welterweight champion. You still gotta go through Porter, Thurman, Garcia. So many welterweights, man. So many. But to say that he's done pursuing Errol Spence for fight? No, this is a fight that everybody wants to see. It's a money fight. Someone's O has to go. So this fight, hopefully, it's one of the three fights Errol Spence wants to fight next year. Honestly, man. What a great year in boxing. (laughs) There's another good middleweight out there, too. He's the lineal champion right now. Jamal Charlo. I've seen Charlo, both the Charlo brothers fight. They fight. Sorry. Sorry about that. But Charlo saying that he never ducked. He's, he's not ducking Canelo. And he never will. He just said, he really just says that he never got a con- contract to face Canelo. 
Yeah, I, w- I want to see this fight happen too. He's saying he's not ducking him. That's crazy, man. Because this fight, I feel it's going to happen. But he's not going to knock out Canelo. You saw what he, what he did to Cullum Smith. Just uh, so many people in his wake. I'm not saying, I'm not taking nothing away from Charlo. Charlo can fight, but... Canelo, both of them in their primes right now, would be a big fight to see. Money, middleweight unification, so much. So much has happened this year, man. All aside, honestly, Arthur Betterbeef is returning to the ring to defend his crown versus Adam Dynes set for January 30th. This is going to be a quick knockout. Mike. feel, honestly, if Canelo thinks of moving to 175 again, i say he challenge better beef, because I think that would be a good matchup, a jet, like, a, in his prime, powerful, light, heavyweight, versus the pound-for-pound pound king in Canelo Alvarez. This would be a good excited to see, see how, how will it be, you know, that would be interesting to see if he take, if he really, really takes better beef's power, right, and he just comes, comes back and stops him, that would Honestly, be interesting to see Canelo better be for the WBC and IBF light heavyweight championship. Making Canelo, if he does, if he does win, the man at light heavy. He's the man in super middleweight right now. see, man, honestly, this would be good to see, man, just the thought of that, really, just the thought of that, Canelo is, sorry for the pause, but just the thought of Canelo if he would to drop better beef and actually win the light heavyweight championship. But like, but can 
Canelo would have to go through a lot of people. Like heavy, he would have to go against Marcus Brown. Shout out to Stan Ellens. Very own Marcus Brown. Love you, champ. Brown. Jean Pascal. Badu Jack. Dimitri Bivol. Joe Smith Jr. Just. Lara Eldridge Alvarez. Anthony Yarday. Just. Man, just the thought of it. A lot of good names I just mentioned. A lot of good light heavyweights if he's talking about unifying. I don't know what's next. All I would... I would really like to see next year is... Spence Pacquiao or Spence Crawford. Hopefully that's one of them. Even then, Spence Thurman. That would be really good. Really good to see, man. Spence Thurman. Or Spence Crawford to unify. Or Spence Pacquiao to unify. I face Frankie Lies. I think I L I L E S. Hopefully, I Lyles. I think. Reading this article from the Ring website. Highly skilled boxer Frankie Lyles was a long-reigning WBA super middleweight champion for much of the 1990s. Lyles was born in Queens, New York on February 14, 1965. He He was the middle child of three to a single mother who moved her family upstate to Syracuse when Lyles was young. Life upstate was tough, Lyles told The Ring. My mother did everything to provide for me and my two brothers. She went to school to become a registered nurse. I started working odd jobs in a corner store when I was about 11 years old, he said. Laughing. I would fill up the... (laughs) Sorry. I would fill up the coolers with beer soda and clean up to contribute to the household. It was hard, but it was fun. When Lyles was 12, a friend of his told him about a local gym. Lyles decided to check out, check it out and things progressed and he found himself excelling. Lyles, now 55 years old, graduated from high school and studied Economics and 
architectural technology at university, but he didn't, but did, but didn't complete the course. All the while, he continued his amateur career, winning Golden Gloves in 1986 and the U.S. Championships in 1987. He had he had hopes of representing America at the 1988 Seoul, Seoul Olympics. However, he was the same weight class as a certain Roy Jones Jr., who edged him out the, edged him out for the spot. Also, Roy in the Olympic trials said Lyles, who went one, one, two against Jones. One in one. Uh, sorry, everybody. I'm just like wow. One and two against Jones in the um unpaid ranks. He had to beat me because I won the nationals, and I think I was the number one in the world at the time. He had to beat me twice, and I had to beat him once. I lost two, I lost two, three to two split decisions. Well, services were widely courted, and he decided to turn professional with Emmanuel Stewart at his famous Crunk Stable in Detroit. Crunk Stable in Detroit. Sorry, the Crunk Gym in Detroit. Started a lot of careers like Tommy Hearns, Lennox Lewis, just Vladimir Klitschko. Like when they went to Emmanuel Lewis, Emmanuel Lewis, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. Emmanuel Stewart. Emmanuel Stewart. (laughs) So sorry. My reason for going there was Thomas Hearns, he admitted it. He was an idol. I loved walking in his footsteps. It was a privilege and an honor. He didn't disappoint when I went to Detroit by taking me under his wing. Miles, who signed a three-year contract, learned a lot during his stay, but decided to move on, move on once his contract expired. I wasn't I wasn't getting the activity I wanted and wanted to make my talents elsewhere, he said. I had too much time on my hands in Detroit. There was a number of insistence when I was told I was going to be fighting and didn't fight. It kind of upset me. I didn't relocate to Detroit to be social and hang out. Fabulous Frankie heard Michael Nunn was leaving the Goosens, which opened up the opportunity to go west. good fighter, really good fighter, he retired with a record of 32-3, and three, 19 wins by knockout, oh man, 
new bottom like that. This is Frankie Lyle's top 10 best. Best job is going to the great Michael Nunn. Best defense, Tim Littles. Best hand speed was little. It goes to Littles too. Best footwork goes to Michael Nunn. Says the smartest was Don King. Strongest goes to Hafa. Balagua. That's Chingo still Balagua. That's Puncher goes to Marquez Sosa. That's Boxing Skills goes to Tim Littles. And best overall, Michael Nunn. So he fought a lot of good people. He did. I didn't know, really know who he was until now. Hey, he trains at the Wild Card Gym in LA. That's cool. He's a coordinator for a fitness and house manager for a drug and alcohol facility. He's okay. That's good, though. this article today. Give it up to Frankie Lyles, man. A good opponent. Fought the best. And was the champion at the time. Hmm. That's something to really think about right there. The things you just find out is a never-ending story. Never-ending story. There's always more stories to tell of like, oh, what do you think? What do you think was better, Corrales Castillo or Gaddy Ward? But most of the people would say Herrera Morales was was even better. Pacquiao Marquez you know so many great fights over the decades Prior Aguayo Whitaker Chavez Taylor Chavez Mayweather Hatton Kodo Judah So many Tyson Lewis, Tyson Holyfield, Holyfield Lewis, Ali Frazier, Ali Foreman. De La Hoya Trinidad. Jones Hopkins. Jones Tony, the 
There's so many great fights I'm mentioning right now. Just so many. Leonard Duran, Leonard Hearns, Leonard Hagler, like just the, the magnitude of so many fights over the past couple of years. That's what I mean. Boxing's a never-ending story. It really is a never-ending story. And it's not the savagery everybody thinks out to be like it's bad. It really is an art. It really is like music in motion or like a painting coming to life, you know? Boxing is art. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad that one day so many people look up to me for it. And then the future world champions that I see that I train growing to become champions that they were meant to be. something to think about before I close the show out I want to leave you with a quote your hands can't hit but your eyes can't see float like a butterfly sting like a bee This is Inside the Fight with your host, The Roach, and everybody have a good night.